This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. I have a tale to tell, but first I must warn you, for this is a tale that will bring kings to their knees, shatter paradigms, hearts will be restored, fortunes expended, lives changed. And it's a poem that primarily consists of lullabies, butterflies, hummingbirds, fairy tales, <laughs> waterfalls, and shooting stars, peaches, mangoes, cherries, strawberries, and slow, wet kisses in the sultry summer sunset, or whatever that is. And whatever that is, I want to swim in it naked. I want to pour it over ice and sip it slowly on a Sunday morning. I want to spread it over golden brown toast and eat it in small bites. Whatever that is kind and loving, whatever that is forgiving and supporting, whatever that is free, whatever that is not for sale, whatever those words are reaching for, I'm reaching for it too. I'm reaching for whatever that is. When I started writing that poem, I felt totally disillusioned from God, totally disillusioned from justice, and I was trying to find for myself, what is that that's not for sale? What is that that really adds meaning to life? And I started writing down words, pleasant, silly words, beautiful words, powerful words, and came to a list. And the, so hang on, time out. When writing was first started, it was considered magic. In fact, the word to spell a word is the same word to cast a spell. The idea of writing a complete thought in a sentence is the same word as an edict from a king. When we write down things in our first-hand writing, we can write down things that we are unhappy about or write down desires we have, and by writing those things out, we get them out of our subconscious mind and onto paper where we can look at them. But we also speak into existence possibilities for ourselves with poetry. Yeah, my experience with poetry um, started really innocently, like in sixth grade. Um, I read a poem in a book called uh, The Road Not Taken, and I thought that was my special poem. And then I found out it was famous, that everybody knew it. And um, I started writing things just out of a natural desire to write, to play with words. There's something about words put in cadence, words put in rhythm, words put in rhyme that have a powerful effect. It's like it you can hear a poem once and it's in your subconscious mind. So my experience with poetry is pretty recent. I think it's about seven or eight years ago, I bumped into a friend, my friend Ann Barton, at the coffee house in Ashland, and she said, oh, I'm doing this poem a day thing. I was like, oh, that sounds really intriguing. And I love all these workshops, but I never sign up. So I was like, I'm signing up for this one. Well, I signed up for that one. And we would do a poem a day. I would do up to five poems a day. And the poet in me just emerged. And I did that for years and years and years. And then there were about, up to about 20 of us online that were sharing. And then that kind of faded away for a while. But I kept on going. And then I took a break uh, for quite a while. And that love of words and putting words together just came forth. However, if I look back in my pile of papers from childhood, one of my 
very proud achievements was in elementary school, we had the little Mayfair, and I wrote a poem that got included in the little, I'm getting the chills, included in the little booklet. So that love <laughs> of poetry was there, but it, it, it took a while for me to come back to it. Now I'm immersed in it and love it, and it is who I am, and it is also just an amazing way for me to bring about self-confidence, bring about answers to questions. And so my experience, like I said, is fairly recent, but it is now forever. When I was, uh, when my sons were young, I would do story time at their schools, at preschool. And I would enjoy walking in and saying some outlandish thing. And then they would ask me questions about it. And I was starting to have so much poetry, I started just doing it in my normal life, at the line at the DMV, or, uh, or in the grocery store line. And um, I remember one day I walked in and I, I saw they were doing, they had animals they were discussing, and one was uh, lemmings. So I said, have I ever told you about the time I was herding lemmings on the glacial steppes of Nova Scotia? And they would ask, how did you do that? And, and I would think about, well, what animals are also in the north of Nova Scotia? I said, I would ride on a muskox. <laughs> and I would have poppets or snappets and throw them on the ground, and they would pop, and it would scare the lemmings out of their, their deep, dark subterranean chasms. <laughs> and then I would push them out of the sea where they were collected with nets and shift off to Patagonia. <laughs> but in an ordinary, normal classroom, we were all in Patagonia. It was a beautiful experience. So we're not only talking about poetry as a spiritual practice, we're also talking about it as a community builder and, and really welcoming people into your life that may not have been there before. So as we talk about poetry as a spiritual practice, first of all, you know, the word spiritual can bring up a lot of different meanings for a lot of different people. For me, it's just any time that I'm connected with Source, any time that I'm connected with Mama Gaia, any time that I'm connected with the inner part of myself that I truly love, not the, not the voices, <laughs> the other voices. So one of the ways that it's a spiritual practice for me, it's a way of centering. And it's a way of moving from chaos to uh, settled mind. Anybody know about chaos lately? <laughs> yeah, right? So chaos. and how dramatic or how traumatic, but chaos is a wonderful thing because chaos, you can see and you can do something about. So when things are chaotic in my life, I go to that computer or to the pen and man, I start chaos, 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 chaos. But what poetry does as a spiritual practice is it, it moves me from chaos to feeling centered. But I'm not doing that. The poetry is. I'm going to say that again. I'm not doing that. The words are. The words are coming forth in such a way that they're bringing me out of the chaos into the center. And once again, we refer to William said about magic and words. It is a magical and can be a magical experience. It's also a way for me to answer questions and challenges. 
There have been times in my life where I am shaking my head as brilliant as I am, as smart as I am, as witty as I am, like, help, I have no idea. One time I was in such a state and I didn't know what to do. So from Albuquerque to Santa Fe, I wrote a chant, I give it up to you, my God, I give it up to you, I give it up to you, I give it, and I sang it over and over again. And that's what led me to this beautiful new place of letting it go, turning it over. So it is a way for us to answer questions and challenges. It's also a way of recognizing love and being reminded that I am love. So basically what that means is if I wanna feel inspired, I can go to my bookshelf and open a book to any page of poetry and something in that poem will inspire me. And it reminds me that I am here to be who I am and I'm here to be loved. And I'm also here to love. So if you do have those favorite poems, keep them handy because it's a really good thing. If you did come up with a mantra today, put that on your mirror. Those things are anchors. In NLP, they say they're anchors. They're ways of really helping us remind ourselves of the magnificence that we are. Everybody raise your hand if you're magnificent. Okay. Okay, good. We're all in the same boat here. Um, okay, and then the other thing that uh, poetry does as a spiritual practice is I believe, this is a belief, that any creative pursuit is a closer path to God or to source or to whatever you call that presence that helps you wake up every day. So when you're doing something creative, whether it's painting or dancing or singing or drumming or poetizing, you're allowing yourself to let the invisible become visible. And that creative source, that creative power that we all have, how many people were told not to sing in third grade? How many people said, oh, that's not a tree, that's a pumpkin, when they painted a tree? When, when we, those voices are still in our minds and in our hearts, we need to say thank you, teacher. You must have been having a bad day or a bad life. You must have been in a space where you did not acknowledge my beauty. You must have been in a space where you did not acknowledge my sovereignty and my life as an artist at six years old, 13, 47, whatever, however old you are. So please, if I leave you with one thing today, I want you to acknowledge yourself as a creative being. And you don't have to go out and write a book of poetry, and you don't have to go sing an aria in the middle of the plaza, you know, which is fine. You don't need to do it big. Just do it for yourself and see what happens. See if you write a poem a day. And you can start with haiku, which I always say is a simple form. It's not a simple form. <laughs> I'm still, like, I think I've written one haiku that's truly a haiku. But my goal is to have fun getting to that place. And that's the other thing I'll leave you with. Have fun on the journey. Okay, so have fun editing yourself. Have fun saying, oh, that word doesn't work, but what word will? Instead of, oh, that stinks, right? That, that stinks voice shuts us down. So as a spiritual practice, please remember that poetry and words are there to lift you up and to adore you. And I adore you, and you're going to talk now about this. How could you help it? Your spiritual. <laughs> right. So 
All these things we talk about and, wh and what we come here together for, and, and it is an honor to be in a room of people who have the desire to find more love in their life, more self-acceptance, more confidence, the idea of being empowered in this world we live in to make a change. But that idea of love, truth, integrity, compassion, patience, forgiveness, that idea of confidence and joy and playfulness, and there's another word, it's called frolic. Imagine that. Was there a time when people would just run around like little kids and frolic? What if that were an active word? But the idea is all those things live within us now. All those concepts reside within our own subconscious minds now. And as we write about them and think about them, we're bringing them up to the surface. And they will manifest in ways we may not even be aware of. But the idea is they're already written into our code. They're here now, and by thinking about them, writing poetry and reading poetry, that's the juice in life. I mean, those things are the precious things in life. You can go to work and pay taxes and do all that, but what is the real meaning of being alive? Why are we here? And, and I believe part of that is to discover ourselves, and poetry is a tool that can be in our toolkit to bring us out of depression, bring us, I call myself, well, hang on, time out, I wanna use my words wisely. I find that sometimes I'm becoming a curmudgeon, <laughs> and it's not a great place to be. So, so I'll use poetry and just wait, even catch those thoughts of curmudgeonness and try to step back into a beginner mind. I went and walked through First Friday the other day and pretended to be a tourist. I had a great time. And we, we, so we're gonna, this part of our talk is about interpretation. And what I found is poetry and, and lyrics I can read something someone wrote and they can have a meaning for what they wrote and I can find a meaning that's completely personal to me. And we have a Rumi poem who's one of my favorites and the poem reads, don't hide your heart but reveal it so that mine might be revealed and I might accept what I am capable of. And when I read that poem where it takes me is when I get up and recite poetry or even a random stranger, I give them permission to be their authentic self. When someone is unpretentious and authentic with me, it gives me per permission to be my authentic self. Sometimes, especially if I'm on stage, the first time I'll try to do is something really clumsy and obnoxiously dorky because by doing that and making myself a fool, I give everyone else permission to make themselves a fool. And so in this, I see it as Rumi encouraging someone else to be honest and be authentic, which would then give him permission to do so also heart but reveal it so that mine might be revealed and I might accept what I am capable of and as this is the summer of love this Rumi poem to me really reminds me that if I am really truly in love and I am loved that person is going to bring forth the best in me and I'm going to bring forth the best in them so as we just did this little exercise in interpretation this is also a way of uh, community building and also hearing diverse uh, ideas. Somebody might come with a completely different interpretation of this based on their life experience. So this is a fun game you can play with other people. Um, and I just wanna say one other thing about um, love as it is a topic. Um, actually, yeah, we're gonna go into how uh, poetry illuminates our ways of connecting with each other and our ways of finding love, being love. So let me go off on a little bit of a tangent. If you're looking for love in all the wrong places, <laughs> I want you to go to a bookstore 
And I want you to go to the love poetry section and start looking at that and start reading it and embodying it and becoming it. Because when you walk out of that bookstore, you're going to find love because you're being love, right? So find the music and find the things that illuminate love in your life. And we also talk about zeal as a unity principle. Do it with zeal. Do it with passion. Passion is not just meant just to be this okay over th over thing over here, right? Passion can be about everything, everything that you do all day. I'm passionate about eating this grapefruit. I'm passionate about driving to unity. I'm passionate about putting my eyeshadow on because it's vegan and, and organic, okay? I'm passionate about working with William. We've met a few times and we had the best time. So coming back to this whole concept of zeal and love, have fun with finding those things that you're seeking and let poetry weave that into your life. Love is a red, red rose. How do I love you? Let me count the ways. Anything that brings us to our knees, right, about how we can reconnect. And I know I need to reconnect a lot. As much as I'm a loving person, having those words again really, really does help. Anything else you would like to say? Oh, I And um, in, in some ways, it's like decorating the, the inner temples of our minds. And just exemplify zeal. Don't hide your heart, but reveal it so that mine might be revealed and I might accept what I am capable of. Don't hide your heart, but reveal it so that mine might be revealed and I might accept what I am capable of. Yeah. Okay? So these things are simple. I have a little, maybe I'm a little more experienced with poetry than some of you, but these things are really simple to access. So I really invite you to have a ton of fun with this. Closing thoughts. Any further closing thoughts, my friend? I love you guys. <laughs> okay, so, wait, we're not done yet. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you. So I'm going to just end with um, a poem that is based on where we are and who we are in this moment. Where we are and who we are at this moment is divine. Who we are is always divine. From the moment that you wake up to the moment that you go to sleep, and while you're sleeping, you are the divine. You are always divine. You are always love in action. No matter what is going on in the world, lots of things going on in the world, we have this chaos, 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 chaos. It brings us to our knees. It brings our heart to open up in ways it's never opened before. Yet, we are divine. We get to make it up. As I'm doing, as I'm speaking, as I'm standing here, I am making this up because you are feeding me this energy. Remember, the people you surround yourself with are feeding your energy. They're feeding your soul. Be mindful. And when you go out and you get online at the grocery store, 
hey, share a poem, see what happens. You never know, right? Be unity in action. Be love in action. Be divinity in action. As you move forth today and for the rest of your life, be the poet that you were meant to be.